0: Hi there, and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keene, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on, and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message, and
1: really pray that it's
0: a blessing to you today.
1: How good. Well, got a great message tonight, or I think it's great, but um. It's an interesting thought, but I think it's a a powerful thought. And what I really hope happens tonight is I hope that people leave the room with less fear, less worry, less anxiety, and more confidence, peace, and assurance that God is with them. That God's not just in your life right now or available to your life right now, but God is at the end and He's in your eternity. And uh, I want to start by reading a passage of Scripture. Uh, which is called The Signs of the Times and the End of the Age. A couple of us might have seen someone say something like that on Facebook this week. But we're going to check it out, Matthew chapter 24. It's going to come up on the screens and it says this. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things, he asked? Truly I tell you, Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many." And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. They will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another... And will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. We're going to fast forward to verse 29, and it says this in verse 29. And they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Verse 35 says this, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. No one knows the day or hour, but of that day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Last verse in verse 42, Jesus speaking, Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Powerful passage of scripture right there. You know, church, there is a number of things that scripture informs us will happen. There are many things that the Bible says will happen throughout life, but also what will happen at the end. There's prophecies, there's guarantees. Um, There's not predictions because predictions can be wrong. They are guarantees and prophecies, and you could even call them spoilers. <laughs> Many things in just the passage I read then are happening around us, and they were happening in the, the, the day of the disciples as well. Listen to this, wars and rumors of war, nation against nation, famine, earthquakes, persecution of believers, people leaving their faith, false prophets, increase in wickedness. It was happening then, it's happening now. Jesus tells us in his word that these are things to come. However, like you, I'm often still surprised. Why can't all the nations be in peace together? I can't believe people can be so ungodly. I can't believe people are leaving their faith. I can't believe nations are turning against each other. I can't believe bad things are happening. We can be on the edge of our seat in life Worrying about what's going to happen next when, in God's word, the ending's already been spoiled. Jesus tells us he's coming back. It's going to be glorious and triumphant. But many of us live life shocked and surprised when bad things happen. We're shocked and surprised when bad things happen when we don't live according to God's word. And then we're shocked and surprised when people who are have favour. How'd they get what they have? What's going on in their life? We're surprised constantly at things God's Word has spoiled, has told us will happen. God's Word tells us things that are going to happen to you, are going to happen to me, are going to happen to the world, are going to happen to nations. And so my message title tonight is Surprised by Spoilers. You know, it's, it's such an awesome and different experience when you watch a movie for the first time and you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know what's going to happen at the end. If you're anything like me and you go to the movies and you're watching a, a movie with a few twists and turns, I end up by the end of the movie, by the third act, chewing off all my nails. Once they're gone, I eat all the popcorn, then I have a go at the box and I'm so nervous and on the edge of my seat. That slowly my foot comes towards my mouth and Bianca pushes it back down and it gets tense. When you don't know what's going to happen, things get tense. Your heart rate goes up. It's a completely different experience when you're watching a movie when you do know the ending. It's a whole different movie when you watch it and you already know that Darth Vader is Luke's father. It's not as good an experience when you already know that Ray is a Palpatine. Yeah, it's not a great movie. Um, <laughs> it's a whole other experience when you already know that Lotso Hug and Bear is the villain. That hit someone. Anyone? Yep, a couple people are shook. I've got a couple more for you. <laughs> it's a whole other experience when you know that Schofield's mum is the villain. Anyone? Okay, that's alright. This one's good. All the Global Kids crew. It's a whole other experience when you already know that Gusto is Linguini's son in Ratatouille. Anyone? Alright, that was better. (laughs) It's a whole other movie when you already know that Bruce Willis is a ghost. (laughs) What about this? I know we've all had this experience. When you know the ending and you're watching it with someone who doesn't. And you're just like, within three minutes into the movie, you're like, bro, just wait. Just wait. <laughs> and they're like, mate, it's the opening credits. you like, bro, you don't even know. You don't know. And then what often happens is the movie's going and stuff's happening and a twist happens and they look at you like, oh, and you're just like... You feel elite. I... <laughs> I'm someone who, who struggles not to spoil movies. And if someone gives me an inch, I take the whole mile. So I'm like, do you want to know a little bit of something? They're like, yeah, just tell me a little bit. And i just tell them the whole thing. <laughs> I find it really hard. One time um, I was at my mum's house with uh, the boys. We were watching a movie. And my mum wasn't 100% sure if she'd seen it. I definitely hadn't seen it. And this movie, the, the whole enjoyment hangs on you not knowing what's happening. And within the first minute... And I haven't seen this movie. And Sean has, so Sean's like, you wait, get ready. He's that guy. My mum's like, I think I've seen this. We're a minute in, and my mum goes, oh, that's right. They're all imaginary. And I was like, I hadn't seen it. The whole movie was ruined. I needed my mum to give me a spoiler alert. And some of you might be like me, before you go and see a movie, sometimes I like to watch a movie review. And I try and find reviews that have a spoiler alert in the title. What that means is they're going to tell you about the movie without telling you exactly what happens in the movie. I try and find a spoiler-free movie review. Now, Bianca is a bit different. When we watch a movie, and it's a bit of a tense movie, she'll often say to me, Babe, just tell me what happens so I can relax and enjoy it. So I'll be like, all right, this guy's this guy, this guy's this guy. Remember him, that's his uncle, remember this guy, and she's like, okay. Okay, I'm relaxed now. She knows all the twists, she knows exactly what's gonna happen, and she can relax. (laughs) Did you know in life we can behave like we don't know the ending? And as though certain things that happen to you haven't already been spoiled? Can I encourage all the Christians in the room? We know how this goes. We know the ending. You know what happens. Stop chewing off your nails, living in fear and anxiety of what's going to happen when it's already been spoiled. It's been spoiled in his word. Too many Christians live on the edge unnecessarily as the Bible has already spoiled the ending. If you're not a Christian, can I encourage you that we already know the ending, those of us that know the word of God, and it's good. And it's glorious and it's beautiful. And if you would put your trust in Jesus, you will be there at that ending. How is it that certain people in the uncertainty of life have deep peace? How is it that that guy can be sitting in the most twisty-turny movie ever and just be gone? How can he do that? He knows something that the other people don't, he knows the ending. He knows what's to come. He knows something the other people don't. Can I encourage you in this room, if we would stay in the Word of God, we know stuff that other people don't. In the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of chaos, we can be the people with all confidence and inner peace are going, I know where this is going. I know what's going to happen. I, I can confidently say I'm not confused, I'm not shocked, I'm not stressed or anxious about the future because someone spoiled the ending to me already. So I have four spoilers I want to encourage you with tonight so that you don't live surprised by them anymore. Is that all right? Spoiler number one, your life will be filled with challenges. <laughs> who, spoiled, who spoiled this? The word of God, Pastor Spencer nearly left. Sorry, passwords. When I say challenges, I'm really talking about trials, talking about temptation, talking about the challenges that come in life, offences. You know, the Word of God guarantees this for you and I. You're like, flit. It does. 1 Peter 4 verse 12. Dear friends, I love this. Do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange We're happening to you. Man, how many of us as Christians go through a fiery ordeal? What does that mean? God's refining us, things are happening in our life, challenges are coming, just life is happening, and we're like, what is going on? Something is up, something's wrong. Let me just read it again. Do not be surprised as though something strange were happening to you. Christians are like, this is so strange. It's like, what's strange? I'm just in a very challenging season. Do not be surprised at the, as though something strange, how's this verse 13, but rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. You can be going through a fiery trial, but still be like, "Mm." because you knew it was coming, you know who's with you in it, you know what to do to get out of it, even if you can't get out of it, God's with you. Luke 17 verse 1, Jesus said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. You know, a lot of translations, the word is more like this, things that cause people temptation or offense are bound to come. Sometimes in my life as a Christian, I've faced great temptation. I've been tempted to sin, to do something that I know is not in the will of God for my life. And there's been times where I've gone, Why am I being tempted? (laughs) Things that cause temptation are bound to come. It's coming. It's coming. 1 Corinthians 10 If you think you're standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, not if you are tempted, but when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. I like what the the NLT says, which is the New Living Translation. It says, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. What does that mean? You will be tempted in your life. Spoiler alert, temptation is coming. Don't be surprised anymore. It is coming. And what is coming to you is not unique to you either. God has a grace for that. And there's people in your life that are going through the same thing that can help you with that. Spoiler alert everybody, you will face challenges. They are coming. God's word has told us we're going to face challenges, temptations and offense. But if you, know that, if you know that they're coming, you have a different response. Are you on guard? Are you prepared? Are you equipped? I love um, Pastor Paul Scanlon says, share from your scars, not your open wounds. And I want to ask you, are you listening to people who have scars in the area where you're wounded, in an area of temptation, in an area of struggle? If you know that it's coming, in advance you equip yourself to get through those seasons. You know what's a classic is in youth ministry. So, when I was a teenager and Pastor Liam was my leader and Pastor Eli was the youth pastor, and we would always have them encourage us with the things that youth leaders have encouraged young people with for millennia. I don't know if there was a you know, Corinth youth group back in the, Old, in the New Testament. There probably was. And they were probably saying the same thing, which was hey, honor your parents, study, you don't need to get married, you're 12. You know, all that stuff. I say, no, I'm going to be in waiting for nine years. No, you're not. You know, that's... Anyway. You know what's so funny is that (laughs) I remember having youth pastors give me advice that I didn't listen to because I thought, no, no, no. Carving out my own path. (laughs) Figuring it out myself. It might not have worked for you, but it could work for me. You know, what's hilarious. I then became a youth leader and I encouraged young guys same response? thanks, Pastor Jordan, but I'm going to carve out my own path. I say, God bless you, mate. This has been happening since Corinth youth. Then those guys become youth leaders, and they say, Pastor Jordan, I wish I just had listened to you. And I'm like, I'm the same man. I wish I'd listened to Pastor Liam. And then they're youth leaders, and then they have youth kids. And they say to the youth kids, bro, study, man. Honor your mother and father. You don't need to get married. You're 12. And then they go, hey, listen, man, I'm going to carve out my own path. And it just continues and continues. It continues. Why am I saying that? (laughs) Because we know how those stories end. I already know. When a fifteen-year-old says, "Look, man, I, I just I love her, and I'm going to do it," and I say, "All right, bro, I'm I'm giving you some advice. This is what the Word of God says. If you do that, da da da," and then the result is always bad we know how that story ends. Why? Because other people's testimonies have spoiled the ending. We've already seen this 15 times. And I've not been a pastor for a long time, but already I'm noticing that there's not a whole lot of different stuff. What I mean by that? Everybody has the same challenges, same temptations. The Word of God's told us that. Your temptation's not unique to you. Guys, it just... So many things we go, we know how that's going to go. We know how the story ends. Not because I'm a wizard, but because the Word of God tells us. (laughs) Sometimes we get this idea of that person's got the secret to success in life. What's the secret source? Guys, there's no secret source other than S O U R C E source, which is the Word of God. If you live by the Word of God, good things happen. When people decide to put things in place because they know the challenges are coming, they know temptations that aren't unique are coming, and they equip themselves, they're setting themselves up for success because we know how that story goes. Don't be somebody that tries to carve out their own path at 15, 55, 85. It doesn't matter. The challenges we experience have been experienced before. The temptations you're having, people have experienced them before. Someone in this room can help you. And if you know that they're coming, if you're not surprised when the fiery trials come, if you're not surprised when the offenses come, and you have a response of, I knew this was coming because the Word told me, and I'm going to do what the Word tells me to do, you'll be able to withstand it. Can I encourage you? Live according to the Word of God. (laughs) Spoiler number two. Spoiler alert number two. The world is getting worse. Matthew 24 says this phrase, it says, lawlessness is increased. What is that? It's living contrary to the word of God is increasing. Look how far we've come away from God's word in society. Isaiah chapter five, which was written thousands of years ago, talks about this idea of people who call evil good and good evil. Is that not on the news every day? things that God's Word says is evil is celebrated, and things that God's Word says is good is attacked as being evil. Guys, the world is broken because people are broken, and, and broken people do broken things. Nations are broken because they're run by broken people in a broken world, and their staff are broken, everybody's broken, everything's broken. But we still, as Christians, can go, oh, what is going on? Guys, spoiler alert, the Word of God told us upteenth times, the world's cooked. (laughs) Lawlessness is increasing. I'm not surprised by the stuff that happens. It's shocking, but not surprising. Broken people are doing what broken people do. Here's what happens though, if we live in a constant state of jaw on the floor, shocked and surprised, I cannot believe that that person who doesn't know God is doing ungodly things. (laughs) If we live like that, you know, it's hard in that place to have compassion for that person and it's hard in that place to do anything because we're so shocked, I can't believe it. I was rattled to the core at the ACC conference the other week because they had some missionaries from Pakistan. And this lady shared how she has a heart for the Taliban and how her heart breaks for the Taliban. And I, my jaw was on the floor because I'm going, man, like the gift, the grace that God has put on her life to have a heart for those people is incredible. You know why, though? Because she was telling these stories that would just make your brain explode as though it's everyday life. And I realized she's not shocked or surprised anymore. She's just in action. And I think sometimes we are, we're not reading the word and we're going, what is wrong with the broken world? And we're shocked and surprised and we're almost not moving. Whereas people that go, look, this is what broken people do. Let's get out there and help them. They're the active ones. Spoiler alert, the world is getting worse. It is getting worse. Let's not be a stunned mullet. Let's be an active disciple. Let's get out there and do something. Third spoiler. Spoiler. Spoiler alert, Jesus is coming back. We know this. Come on. The second coming is coming. Jesus is returning. Our Savior's coming back. It's going to be triumphant and glorious, and a trumpet's going to play, and every eye's going to see, every knee's going to bow. It's going to be incredible. And there's going to be a day of judgment. Spoiler alert, a day of judgment is coming. Some of the verses in Revelation, I love this, it says this, this is God. Look, I'm coming soon, my reward is with me. Yes, I'm coming soon. Look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. An angel in Acts says this, this same Jesus who's been taken into heaven will come back in the same way. Church, that is going to happen. Acts 17, 31. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed, speaking of Jesus. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. Second Corinthians 5 verse 10 says this, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. A glorious return is going to happen. Jesus is coming back and... We won't be surprised when Jesus returns because God in his wisdom has spoiled the ending. And if you didn't know it before tonight, I'm spoiling it for you now. You won't be surprised anymore, but will you be ready? You won't be surprised when Jesus comes, but will you be ready? Because he is coming. You know, many things are going to proceed that day. And I think that many of us spend too much time on that and not enough on the fact that Jesus is coming. What do I mean by that? I've had several conversations in the last few weeks about the seven bowls of judgment in the book of Revelation. And people are asking me about the bowls, and they're asking, you know, where are the bowls going to be? And do I have to hold a bowl? Is the bowl going to land on me? And all that stuff. And, And one of them doesn't even know the Lord. And I said to him, look, the details on the bowls is irrelevant to your situation, because What does matter on that day is, are you right with Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith in Jesus? Some of us are spending too much time on other bowls, the vaccine, and we're not telling people about Jesus. We're not telling them about Jesus. Because the question is, if Jesus comes back tonight, tomorrow, or once the pandemic's over... Have you made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life? That is the thing that's important because spoiler alert, he's coming back. He's coming back. Are you ready? It's not a surprise anymore for you when he comes because I'm telling you now, he's coming. Will you be ready? Spoiler alert number four is gonna bring peace to some people's hearts. God is victorious. We already know the ending. God wins. It's like going to a sport game And you already know what's going to happen. You can just sit back, relax, even when things get tight, even when the game looks close. If you know the ending without a doubt, you can chill out, relax and enjoy what you are watching. It's a little bit similar to the peace and assurance that we as believers have, knowing that God is victorious in the end. That despite what's happening to me right now, I know that the ending is that God wins. And God is on my side, I am on God's side, I've received salvation, I'm secure, I'm safe. Despite what happens, I know that God is victorious. The Bible tells us that the devil doesn't know the future, but he does know the word. He also has, he's aware of the spoiled ending. He's aware that God wins and the devil is working hard to make sure that as many people as possible don't make Jesus Christ Lord and Saviour before Jesus comes. The enemy's actively working in your life to make sure that you don't partake in that victory on that day when he returns. Can I encourage you? Jesus is coming back. He is victorious. He will win. He does have the final say. But on that day, will you be included in that victory ...by saying that I have received the free gift of salvation from Jesus Christ... ...and I am a part of God's family... ...and I too am victorious, if the band would like to come up. Church, I want to encourage you... ...don't live in fear and worry and anxiety about what's ahead. Go to the Word of God and get into some spoilers. Unfortunately, some of the spoilers are a little bit not not nice... ...because challenges are coming temptation's coming, offences are coming, trials are coming but can also encourage you that in each of them God is with you and that ultimately God is victorious. If you're down at half time it's okay if the win's been guaranteed because you've only got a little bit more to go. So guys if you're down right now, if life's looking a bit crazy, if life's looking a bit chaotic, find peace in the fact that you already know the ending, that God is coming. Jesus is coming back and he's taking us with him. I love that when we receive Jesus Christ, what does that mean? When we put our faith in him, we we get two things. We get assurance of salvation. We get our eternity secure. We no longer have to worry about where we're going to spend eternity. We know that we will spend it with God. And the other thing that we receive is a transformed life here. That when we receive salvation, God transforms you from the inside out on your time on earth. Can I encourage you tonight, don't leave this place without that transformed life and without that secured eternity. If you don't know where you stand with God and you are worried about the future, receive that peace today by making a decision to follow Jesus Christ. Join many people in this room in knowing what the ending is and finding peace in that. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know what the future holds because I know that God is victorious. I don't know when jesus is coming back he could be coming back in the next 10 minutes he might be coming back in the year 4078 when everyone's on a hoverboard he might come back then here's the thing nobody knows and no no one really knows the details of the seven bowls and all that stuff it's been debated for hundreds of years but what is important is when that day comes have you made a decision? to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Saviour. Church, we're just going to worship together for just a moment. Then I want to pray with some people. Team, why don't you lead us in church? Let's sing.
0: Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world.